1: of the show. If you're watching us right now on Stadium, we appreciate you. Be sure to uh, move on over. Twitch, twitch twitch.tv backslash betql to watch the final hour of the show, which will feature all our bets for tonight, as well as an interview with Evan Silver from ETR. Bets of Steel, Loaded Night in the National Hockey League, our Best of the Best in the NBA, Side Total and Props, Thursday Night Football in Pittsburgh with the Steelers and the Tennessee Titans. But for now, we continue on talking NFL award markets. Jake, let's bring the music up. Uh, Ken, we left off finishing Offensive Rookie of the Year, which means uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year becomes the discussion point. This is usually the quickest award market every week. Curious if we've got anything else this week that's noteworthy, and if not, we can move on to coach of the year, which definitely, I think it's more interesting. Maybe you disagree. Jalen Carter remains our favorite for Defensive Rookie of the Year, minus 135. Devin Witherspoon of the Seahawks, plus 135 up next. Brian Branch of the Lions, 10-1. to Will Anderson of the Texans, 14-1. to I have drawn the Gettleman line here, but perhaps I am mistaken. Uh, Your thoughts here on Defensive Rookie of the Year entering Week 9.
0: Yeah, the discussion every week has been Uh, I don't want to bet into this market. I have $0 in it. I've had $0 the whole year. Well, why? Why haven't you bet on, like, Jalen Carter's really good, or or Witherspoon's really good? uh, Because they're ahead, but honestly, like, the, the amount that they're ahead is... A little murky to me I guess statistically so they're they have the two biggest reputations I mean it's not even close like the the individual video clips that you see on social media the game that Witherspoon had on Monday Night Football against the Giants no other rookie has had a game like that so like they're ahead I don't think that's like in dispute whatsoever I guess my question would be how quickly could the ground be made up if someone else was good I guess that's like the question so I just think it's really interesting to point out two things about this market and I don't have any bets this week I'm not identifying anyone I'm happy to have no money in it right now it's it's Carter and Witherspoon and the Giant Gap and everybody else, and I totally understand that. And the market reflects that, by the way, which means there's probably no bet if you think the same thing. Two things I would point out. Jalen Carter's awesome. I know he was hurt for a little bit. Practice looks like he's going to be back this week against the Cowboys. He's awesome. He also has three and a half sacks this year. So, like, he can be really awesome. Three and a half sacks. How long is it going to take somebody, if they end up being good, to, to surpass that number? Like, four weeks? Five weeks? Like, and Carter doesn't do anything. Great, his pressure rate's really high. What about when he has four and someone else has eight? Then who wins? So that's just my only thing. Like, yeah, he's ahead. But like, the this is like CJ Stroud all over again. Like, yeah, he's ahead. Two weeks from now, someone else could pass him. Very easily. Now in defensive rookie of the year, it's more like four or five weeks someone could pass him. But just like worth noting, yeah, like Jalen Carter's awesome. We all agree. Also, he has three and a half sacks. The Remind me, the corner that the Giants, Deontay Banks, is that the guy's name? Yep. Is that the guy? Deontay Banks, yeah. And he has been covering, like, the number one receivers for the other team and stuff, and, like, you know, starts, whatever. So, like, I'm not saying I would ever bet him to win the award, but just as a point of comparison, Devon Witherspoon and Deontay Banks have the same number of interceptions, one, and Banks has defensed one fewer pass than Witherspoon has this season witherspoon is plus 125 and banks is 125 to one so just to give you an idea of like yeah they're ahead and maybe there's just no one else we say that every week like is anybody going to be good like does anybody like does will anderson actually want to get a sack or something or you know like do anything or like just you know joey porter jr want to get a couple picks and get like some some buzz going like does anybody want to do anything and the answer so far has been no and that's cool also there's like nine weeks left so I'm just like on the lookout here. Let's see what happens. Like, the two guys in the front are their big names and big reputations. They're doing nothing. So, like, cool, they can be ahead right now. And in two weeks, someone else can be ahead. And maybe it never happens, but like, the opportunity here for someone to emerge is so massive you as a better you should be hoping someone emerges like you should be hoping this happens because the price the payout would be astronomical if that happens like this you couldn't have more vulnerable favorites there's just no one that that maybe can then that can uh put together a resume to catch them so it's just like happy to have no money in it happy to wait and see, and maybe it's just Carter and Witherspoon, and this is the worst crop of defensive rookies, like, after those two guys, and the stats just are never there for anybody. But, man, the opportunity is insane if somebody comes along unless these two guys just start pulling away and they haven't done it yet.
1: Yeah, maybe, like, maybe, like, Joey Porter Jr., who Mike Tomlin said has, like, earned a lot more playing time, earned the right. opportunity to start. Maybe he has a couple, like, a splash play tonight on Thursday night.
0: Well, like, I pressure I think- rate. Anderson's pressure rate's like outrageous. He just has no—he's no sacks. So like that just needs to translate, kind of like Chase Young. Chase Young should have like ten sacks right now, but he only has like five or six because it's just like he hasn't been able to get home. The guy's been Justin Fields broke out of his grasp like nine times. Like it—it can—it can flip fast. Like if Will Anderson has two sacks this week, Carter's got three and a half. He's got two. This is the price. Like they're—they're—they're they're, they're almost becoming the same player. Like, it's just, it's like, it's, it's, I'm telling you, like, it the narrative on this will flip so fast if anyone does anything because the stats here are so unimpressive.
1: The other guy that just like, maybe you can make a case for if he like really starts to come on in the second half of the year after his team's by, it would be Jack Campbell, who like got like a ton of burn on Monday Night Football. The problem is like Branch is on the same defense and
0: he's better right Right. now. But
1: maybe like, maybe Campbell can like overtake him a little bit. Uh, So
0: we'll see. But be open minded. right like be open be open-minded just like i think you should be open-minded to bryce young and levis like I, this thing can compress really just like you could have been open-minded to aj brown like honestly like look how fast these things happen matter of weeks it's a long season <laughs> a long long season that's what it is though and you're, you're so much better off like waiting and seeing if the hundred to one has life than like At this point being like, well, I'm going to bet like both Carter and Witherspoon and then like hope no one catches them. Like you're holding on for dear life for nothing. Or you just get to sit back and like wait till the end of the season when you know there's recency bias and that matters the most. And see if anybody emerges late at a big number. Like it's such a it's such a better way to play it.
1: I can tell you this, and these are not betters that give me this information. These are people, but, like, that are way locked in on this stuff, that play dynasty fantasy football with individual defensive players. And, like, we're in, like, I'm selling on one of my dynasty teams because I'm, like, done. Like, I'm not going to win a championship. I'm, like, selling for young players. And I have a couple people who, are like, play IDP who love the Chargers rookie linebacker, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of his last name, Tuli Tupulatu. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correct, but, like, People love him. He's 80-1. to They play on Monday night against the Jets. I I haven't been hashtag grinding in the film. Just, like, passing that along. The, like, people that know, like, really think, like, this guy's an absolute monster uh, for the the Chargers rookie linebacker. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Thursday. P-squared, B-squared, NFL awards. We'll save time in the power hour for comeback player of the year for sure. Ken, let's see if we can get as much of coach of the year in as we can here right now. Where Dan Campbell is your favorite. Plus 250. Nothing's changed there. Mike McDaniel remains the second choice at three. Uh, Robert Sala, now the third choice in the market. And if they beat the Jets on Monday night, we'll see— or the Chargers on Monday night, excuse me. We'll see what that price is. Sala at 6, D'Amico Ryans. 10, Pete Carroll of your first-place Seattle Seahawks. 16, along with Doug Peterson and John Harbaugh. Nick Sirianni, 18, Kevin Stefanski, 30, Kevin O'Connell and Mike Vrabel at 50. Sean Payton, 150-1, to 1, Coach of the Year.
0: So, yeah, there's—I there's, there's uh, I don't know if there's a lot to do this week, and I don't know if this is ever going to get interesting, but it it can. And we talked about how the Lions and Dolphins both lost uh, going into last week and how that like helped because Campbell and McDaniel both have to take probably at least four losses and probably five to not win. Now, to be fair, like they're projected to take that many losses, like their win totals imply that they're going to take that many losses. That's not an unreasonable ask, but if they go over those win totals, they probably just win. And this was my thing the whole time. Like, they have to improve. They both won nine games last year. Like you have to improve at least four games. Like you just have to. That's thirteen for them. So my thought is like, all right, if you put them in twelve and five, and you give me an attractive candidate that's not twelve and five, has a different narrative around them, that's a guy who can win. But if they're not 12 and 5, then the discussion's dead immediately. And like Dan Campbell wins. That's what happens. If they both go 13 and 4, Dan Campbell wins. That's my opinion, at least. Like if they will go 14 and 3, whatever, you get the idea. And the Dolphins can win a litany of offensive awards to Tyreek, the whole thing. They can get all that stuff. But I think Campbell wins if it's 13. So basically, the question is do you think it's going to be 13? Now, the problem last week, I was excited because they both lost. I was like, man, we could get to 12 and 5. That could really happen. And this gets fun if that happens. If it doesn't happen, this is like the least fun coach of the year ever. Because you're like, oh, the good teams at the start, they won too much. Like, that's no fun. There's no money to be made there. So just like, all right, can they get to 12 and five? The problem now is that Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles. Why does that matter because the lions play the vikings twice two of the last three weeks of the season and now they're going to play like jaron hall or josh dobbs twice and guess what they're going to do they're going to win both those games and that's really problematic because the lions play like no test games the rest of the season they play a totally easy beatable schedule they play at dallas week 17 that's like it basically like they're just done already And that's really problematic. So the I know the Cousins injury. It's like, well, how does that affect Coach of the Year? It takes two games. Like if the Vikings have Cousins, they're going for the playoffs. Maybe you get a split. Maybe they win both. Like you never have it. You never know how that's going to play out. Like now you're kind of cooking here a little bit. Now it's like Lions. Lions at home against Josh. What was that? Fifteen? Like what's that number? I mean, just like a fake game almost at this point. So just that's really problematic for this. It sucks. Uh, If you could get both coaches to twelve and five. And you can get the Dolphins there. They might lose this week. That's number three. So just like you can get there really fast with Miami. I don't know if you can get there with Detroit. If you could get them there, then there's a couple candidates that are interesting. The market jumped on Sala. And made this totally unbettable and it sucks like everyone got ahead on this and he hasn't even won anything yet and Rodgers hasn't come back like the cart got before the horse here and i can't tell you to bet Salah. like it just everyone got way wrapped up in this too fast you can't bet it the price is way too short for what he has to do he can win you just can never play you can never pay this price the 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 amount of wins that are required against these teams you should just bet the jets every week If you think Salah's going to win Coach of the Year, you'd get the money faster, and he needs to do the same thing. Just bet him Monday night, because if they lose Monday night, he's never winning. Might as well bet him Monday night. You get the money right now. Who wants the money in February? So just can't bet the price. to drop too fast. There's a couple other candidates we can go over next week, honestly. It's just not worth doing it here. Just, like, bummed about the Cousins injury. Makes it easier for Campbell to win. Potentially makes this an unbettable market the rest of the year. Detroit's on by this week, too. Just kind of need to see how this week goes. Maybe an interesting discussion next week. We'll see.
1: I, I can't wait. By the way, if the Raiders beat the Giants on Sunday, and we have like what? What about oh, Antonio
0: Pierce? Antonio Pierce, coach of the year, the old midseason, At, uh, the midseason coy. I, yeah,
1: I, I love, I love that. yeah the, in the Jeff Saturday tradition. I love it. A lot of sports books right now. Josh McDaniels is still listed to win coach of the year.
0: Yeah, he got hey, you fired. Never know.
1: Well, you do. It's like the New York York Lottery. Hey, you never know. He doesn't doesn't have a job. If you're watching on Stadium, twitch.tv backslash betql. All our bets for tonight. Evan Silva joins us to start the Power Hour.